Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Friday, January 12th. Hope you're doing well. I know this is often a Thursday podcast, but as I told you, if you've been following for a while, um, these last podcasts, the fourth podcast of the week, will uh, be either Thursday or Friday, depending on schedule and all the different things that are going on. So you're getting it today. And so I hope you're doing well as we journey toward Jesus and uh, begin to really dive into this idea of the Trinity as the beginning of our uh, new year. As we move through the year this year, you're going to see a theme of joy and relationship, community, and the way that uh, relationships bring joy, uh, the way that God himself is a community of joy and love, and how that joy and love comes to us. And so you're going to see that all the way through the year in a variety of different uh, things that we'll be doing and series that we'll be in. So for today, I want us to address um, the other half of that um, odd kind of paradoxical statement that's part of the Athanasian Creed. So at the very end of the first section that we looked at uh, this past Sunday, we talked about how we worship God in unity in their trinity and trinity in their unity. And so on Tuesday, I talked about that idea of unity in their trinity, how uh, God is uh, a model for us of distinctly different and yet unified. So um, not, not the same, but, uh, but different, and uh, yet perfectly in relationship, oneness with uh, with each individual person and how there's a model for us, not a perfect analogy by any means, but how there's a model for us to be able to have a community with people that we don't agree on everything with, how uh, we can be uh, unified in our distinctiveness or our differences, as just as the Trinity is three distinct persons unified in one Godhead, we are uh, a variety of different people with different backgrounds and different ways of thinking, unified in our uh, relationship to Jesus, our connection with him. And so uh, there's unity in our trinity, but there's also trinity in their unity, which is a whole other kind of concept. And um, again, these are mind-bending kind of ideas, and so I'm certainly not making perfect parallels between, uh, but if, if there's a distinction between unity in their trinity and trinity in their unity... I would argue that Trinity in their unity is all about the relational connections that are inherent in the Godhead, that they are related and connected to one another and uh, yet unified. So their their Trinity in their unity, meaning they're not just a single uh, person, but three persons together. So we see this uh, from the very beginning of Scripture. Uh, there's some uh, some interesting Hebrew words that we're not going to dig into at the very very, very beginning, but um, it it comes across very clearly in English, in the English translations at the end of Genesis chapter 1, when uh, the record of God creating Adam and Eve is recorded, and it's recorded saying, let us make man in our image. And and this idea of the plural version of the Godhead, there is trinity— in their unity, the three persons together are making God in are making Adam in the image of this triune Trinitarian God, and then that continues as we go into Genesis chapter two because the one thing that is uh, that is not good about Adam is it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for Adam 
to be alone, but rather uh, a companion, uh, a, a necessary connection needs to be created for him. What, what I want you to see and what I hope uh, is intuitive to us as we think through this idea of Trinity and their unity is that God has made us for relationship. God has made us for community with one another. And this is a strong pushback against our cultural moment because uh, culturally there is a high value placed on individualism. Individualism is a strong value of the modern West and I would argue a, a, an especially strong value in a place like York County where there's a kind of a rugged individualism that is uh, part of our culture. I've used the example lots of times how um, we all want to own all of the tools and we're glad glad for our neighbors to borrow them, but uh, we're not going to borrow them from anyone else. We are instead going to make sure that we have our own. And so, um, you know, we'll run out to Lowe's and drop 50 or 60 bucks on a tool that our neighbor has just so we don't have to rely on our neighbor because we want to be individual. But we would very gladly give that tool uh, to a neighbor who needs to borrow it because we want to be in the position of power. We want to be an individual. Well, God calls us into community to not just relate to one another, but to rely on one another. If you were with us in first Wednesday uh, on uh, first Wednesday in January, we took some time to pray in the latter half of that gathering. Uh, for those who had burdens that they were not able themselves to bear. Uh, in Galatians 6, it says that we are to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. And part of what Paul's saying there is that there are times where we have burdens that are just too much for us. A few verses later, he says that each one is to carry their own load or his own load. And so most of the time, what we're given are things that we're supposed to carry. But there are times that um, we need one another, and that's not a, a luxury or a sign of weakness. It's a reality to the way that we've been created, and it's a parallel to this idea that God is trinity in their unity. We, we have this deep desire for connection with God and with one another. Um, there's a, a great book called Restless Devices that was recommended to me by one of our elders, and I've been uh, working my way through it. Some really, really fascinating stuff. It's talking about um, a, a lot of the role that social media and technology play on our sociological uh, connections and mindsets, the way that we relate to one another, all of that stuff. But I was struck by this sentence uh, as I was reading. Let me read it for you. It says, our soul's appetites are made for communion and to be content with mere connection as delivered through our digital ecology is to cut short our journey toward experiencing a love that we were created to enjoy. Now, that's a mouthful. There's a lot in there. But basically what the author is saying is that uh, we were made for this deep connection, this interwoven connection with one another. And sometimes we're uh, content with just being friends on Instagram or um, being, being connected to one another in these surface kind of ways. And um, rather than uh, the, the longing that comes from not having deep relationships, we just have more shallow relationships. And what happens is uh, our, uh, our, our desires are cut short. We, uh, we are satisfied with less 
than what God has created us for. Uh, C.S. Lewis famously described that as someone who couldn't even fathom the promise of a vacation or a holiday in British terms at the beach or at the seashore um, because they were content making mud pies in the slum. And for many of us, that's our our perspective. Pastor Asa, a few weeks ago, talked about the idea of being satisfied by uh, drinking toilet water, you know, just kind of uh, this sense of like that, that there's so much more and yet we're satisfied with so little, so little of what uh, God's created us for it. And, and what happens is over a period of time, we start to numb ourselves where we start to believe that if I just have a little bit more of that toilet water, That'll do it. That's what I'm really looking for. When in reality, there's much, much more than that that is, uh, uh, that, that is offered to us and we're invited into. And so when we think about the idea that God is Trinity, that we worship God in Trinity in their unity, what we mean is that God is relational. Not only does he invite us into relationship, but he's created us in his image for relationship. And that relationship is not just a knowing. It's not a um, we have uh, friends on Facebook or connections on Twitter or whatever X, whatever the thing is, um, but rather that we have a deep communion with God and with one another, that we are deeply connected to one another. And that's the invitation that we're going to start to press into as we gather on Sunday and continue to look at this uh, mystery of the Trinity. And uh, as we move into the rest of the year and we uh, we kick around the, uh, all these different ideas of what it means that uh, God has made us for himself in his image. And so I pray that you would have a great rest of today, a great rest of uh, the weekend. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, being with you as we gather together and uh, celebrating Jesus together. And so may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you sense his spirit on you, in you, transforming you, flowing from you and through you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day, and I will look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Grace and peace to you.